This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, my friends? My name is Seth Studley. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and a clinical fellow ooh, of the American Association of Marriage and Family Therapy. Welcome to Marriage Mornings. Uh, if you're new here, we have our show because we had a really bad marriage and we don't want you to have the same bad marriage that we had. That's and right. today we're going to talk about how do I heal from an emotional affair. But before we do that, we're going to do our our three things that we do every morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a prayer, a gratitude, and an intention together before we answer our question of the day. And we highly encourage you guys to do this with your spouse. Mm-hmm. If you hadn't noticed, Seth and I have basically a 30-minute conversation Every single morning. Yeah. It makes our marriage better. And if you have watched us and said, man, I want that kind of marriage, y'all just got to (laughs) know, we didn't get it wishing. We put effort and work into this. So if you want a better marriage, then you need to do this work. Good morning, Lily. Good morning. Good morning, Coach Superman. What you work for, you value. Mm-hmm. You value it, right? It's okay. not handed to you. You don't you don't value stuff that's handed to you. You appreciate it, but you don't right. value it. That's if you right. struggle and scrap and scrape and bleed and cry to get something, you will value it. That's so. right. And you can join us live weekdays at seven a mm-hmm. at seven thirty a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Facebook and Instagram. That is who you hear us chatting to. We are chatting to the people who are live on right. the show with us. Let's pray. Um, all right, go all for right. it. Thank you, Creator God, for your blessings and for all that uh, we have and we have been blessed with. I pray protection, spiritually, physically, emotionally, over ourselves, over our marriage, over our family, and our listeners as well. Thank you so much for uh, blessing us. And amen. Amen. All right. Again, pray with your spouse. That's right. Okay. Yes. Gratitude. Yes. I'm thankful that you asked me this morning because I am done with 75 hard. I'm done with the phase one, the 30 days. I'm just kind of living it up. Well, hold on. And it's great. Have you seen our Instagram uh, story? If you haven't seen our Instagram story from uh, Seth, the day he finished... 75 hard, bought a no, waffle maker. Phase one, yeah. Uh, waffle maker. Mmm. Homemade yeah. waffles. They're healthy. We make them. Yeah, save they're money. so healthy. <laughs> right? So, I'm, and so, you asked me this morning, in fact, hey, here's what you really said. 
hey, I know that when you're not doing a thing and you have like super structure in your life, you kind of go wild with mm-hmm. with scones, with beer, with whatever, and which is true. Getting wild with the scones, <laughs> right? And uh, you said, hey, can I? Do you mind if I just? I don't know what you said. Kind of police you a little bit because I'll I'll spend some money and eat waffles, right? And and it's not like. It's definitely not bipolar. It's not that. It's, hey, here's a week. I've earned it from 75 days from not doing this. Here's a week before I go on my next phase two mm-hmm. program, right? And I'm currently building that program right now. And you asked me, hey. Uh, I said, do I have permission to right. kind of keep you on track? Right. And so I that said, you're not yeah. just eating constantly, which so you, is a you thing. You said it in a nice way. You let me know that you're thinking about me. You let me know that you care about me. And you know that's good. Mm-hmm. as well so and i said yes thank you for asking so i appreciate that that you weren't a jerk or like oh you're you're going for it again you know yeah. kind of thing so yeah, yeah. that was kind uh <laughs> seeing you got your cheat meal maker that's, that's right a really good it's a cheat meal maker waffles galore <laughs> uh that is a good gratitude thank mm-hmm. you for the thank you of the thank you yes um my gratitude of course is that you picked up the picnic table i wanted oh that's right so i I've been wanting a picnic table forever. I wanted to make one, but out in the Pacific Northwest, stuff just gets like mm-hmm. gross and mossy and moldy and it's heavy and blah, blah, blah. And so I texted Seth and I was actually joking. I said, today has been really hard. You better figure out how to get a Costco table to fit inside your car <laughs> on your way home. I was not serious, but I actually did want the picnic table. Mm-hmm. And I called him by chance later and he's and he's like, where are you at? He goes, I'm at Costco putting a, strapping a picnic table to the top of my car. <laughs> and I, and he has a Toyota Yaris and I was like yeah. dying laughing, but I'm, I can't tell you how thankful I am for that. That yeah. makes, I mean, just like the two hammock thing, like mm-hmm. it makes, you know, we ate dinner on it last night, the picnic tables yeah. last night, and it mm-hmm. makes such a huge difference in how our home feels. And I'm mm-hmm. just so thankful that you actually did that. Cause well, it, you're welcome. You didn't it's, need to. It's a pleasure for me to do it. And we have a whole topic around that that mm-hmm. we, I really want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, not today, though. Yes. It'll, it'll be for another one. So good morning, Scott. What's up? Good morning, Lily. I think I already said good morning. But okay. yes, it was very sweet that he did that. So um, now we go on to our intentions. And again, our intention is what we plan to do with our behavior today in relationship mm-hmm. to our spouse to make it better than it was yesterday. Mm, you go. Uh, my intention for today, honestly, is to pray more about or during our day. Mm-hmm. Like in my head, I guess, to pray for like wisdom and protection and my words and honestly i i think prayer is powerful and i'm not using that to my to its fullest if mm-hmm. that makes sense a day stitch with prayer seldom unravels that's right that's my quote that that's you're saying it's on my little sewing thing right. my mom gave me mm-hmm. um but yeah so i think that's my intention because i think it will make a huge difference it's, right it's intentional it's all of those things mm-hmm. and i just want to add more prayer throughout my day mm-hmm. uh, what about you yeah me too we we had a good conversation about that this morning and you said hey have you been praying about it yeah you had and, some and questions and prayer for a people are is different you know you could say have you been being intentional have you mm-hmm. prayed about it have you meditated about mm-hmm. it have you journaled about it? all this stuff uh thought deeply about it i mean right. it's not you don't need to pray to god you can just whatever well we do yeah we do yeah but. that's right so have you prayed about it and i said no i actually have yeah and we pray but i wasn't being intentional mm-hmm. and sometimes we just it's not that we are averse mm-hmm. to that it's sometimes we just don't think about yeah. it and this morning exactly. when you asked that question the answer was no i haven't thought about it yeah so that's my intention today mm-hmm. to you know i listen to podcasts or read books or work out all the stuff oh 
pray intentionally about something. Mm-hmm. Duh. Ugh. Yeah, that's right. right. High okay. five to prayer. Boom. High five. Okay, All right. let's dive into the question. Today we are talking about emotional affairs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yikes. Yes, and this question was sent in and it says, how do I heal? Oh, wait, actually, before I ask this question, let me tell you. We will always edit this, the questions that you send us. Right. We, without fail, we will edit them. We do it to save, uh, to make sure that your even the way you word a question mm-hmm. is not going to out you to your spouse. Right. So know that. If you sent this question in and you're like, I didn't say that word, I know mm-hmm. you didn't say that word. I said that word for you so that your spouse doesn't know who you are. Right. So just know that. And if you send us a question, it's likely to pop up in the show. Just like in therapy, I'm in the business of confidentiality. Right, I my not, my job, <laughs> my job is not to uh, expose anyone, out anyone, mm-hmm. and that is the same standard that we take here. Yes. So you guys can, and you do, uh, email in the questions and uh, know in confidence that we're not going to talk to people about names. We'll say hey to you with your name, hey Lily, hey Care Bear, whoever, right on the on the on the uh, Instagram and Facebooks, but. We're not going to, we're going to keep it confidential. Yeah. So, sorry. So here we are. How do I heal from an emotional affair? My husband admitted to having an emotional affair. He says that he wants to be with me and to save the marriage, but I'm having trouble working through the breach of trust. He has deleted all evidence of what went on between him and the other woman. When I ask for details, he gets very angry and deflective. My question is, how can I get over something if I don't know what I'm getting over? Mm. There are so many inconsistencies in what he tells me that I'm worried that he isn't telling me the entire story. Am I wrong for wanting to know not knowing is killing me okay so let me answer this question how can i get over something if i don't know what i am getting over let me just tell you you are getting over you are attempting to get over a betrayal of trust if i had a stick right here this is like oh the trust line or trust stick or whatever okay it has been snapped and now it's in two pieces Mm -hmm. that's what you're getting over so let's name it and let's put it out there Mm -hmm. right you are attempting to get over something that uh, is broken, that Mm -hmm. has been broken, that your husband broke, right? So let's just say that. Okay, I'm okay. Not following you, but I'll, can I say You're not following me? No, that's the thing. So if if we don't know, if we're just uh, shooting in the dark at something ambiguous, we're like, I feel like crap, but I- She's saying, I want to know the details. Okay, so I know, but that one question is like, yes, you are trying to get over something that has been broken, right? And tell me, is it helpful to know every single detail when trust is broken? No. Why not? Um, uh, can I use an analogy really quickly? Yes. It's, so, it's part of uh, your show. Knock it off. So one of the things that I think of is, it, let's replace this with anything else. Let's say, mm-hmm. oh, for example, this last summer, our kid broke his wrist mm-hmm. at the skate park. He literally fell in the skate bowl thing and broke his bones in half. It was so disgusting. His arm. Oh, it was so terrible. But... Think about this. What if he's like, I can't heal unless I know what every tear is in here. Mm. Tell me which muscle, which ligament is torn, which mm. bone is fractured at what decimal level. Decimal, I don't even know what I'm saying. What, how many inches down, right? Like, right. If he wanted to know every single detail and he thought, I can't possibly heal if I don't know every mm-hmm. single detail. Doctor, please write it all out for me. Right. That is not true. 
You actually don't need to know every detail. Um, you want to know every deal, detail because you think that the knowing will help the healing. Mm -hmm. It probably won't. And I'm not saying you can't talk about it, but there is this thing, like imagine this. Your husband is a dog that took a crap in the middle of the living room. And every time you want to bring up what he did, it's like shoving his face in the crap on the floor. Mm. Like, come on, talk about it. Tell me what you did. Mm -hmm. And he gets mad. Of course he gets mad. He mm -hmm. already feels bad about it. He feels like an idiot. Even if he is not showing you that he feels like an idiot, he feels like an idiot. Mm -hmm. And every time that you bring it up, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't want to bring it up, that you don't have these feelings, all that kind of thing. But every time you bring it up, it's like rubbing his face mm -hmm. in the pile of crap that he did not mean to put into your marriage. So just know that from like a, a relational perspective, yeah. if that makes sense. From a 30,000 foot view kind of thing. Now, mm -hmm. also, we're not in the business of blaming uh, people either. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to blame the wife for anything mm -hmm. that she may not know. Uh, sometimes we handle things and we cause more problems. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a picture, picture a person not knowing what gasoline is, but knowing that liquid can put out fires uh. and you pour this liquid that you found in a red can in mm -hmm. the in the lawnmore shed mm -hmm. on the fire and it blows up in your face. You're like, ah, oh, what's a great, what analogy. just happened here? Yeah. Right. So, and and we lived through this as well. Yeah. Melanie would oh, ask I, accusing yeah. questions and really push and just dig and dig, but there was nothing there, mm -hmm. but it was her obsession with it. Like, oh, if I know about it, if I know every single mm -hmm. detail, then it will make me feel better. So let me just pursue and pursue and, and pursue. Yeah. And then, of course, the way that you were asking questions with criticism and sarcasm. Mm -hmm. And anger. And anger. I was only backed into a corner mm -hmm. and when we're that you know the fight or flight response comes up and of course it was i was getting angry and defensive mm -hmm. and all these things not because i was hiding anything yeah. still but just uh, yeah. because of the nature of the question so i would ask this wife first of all i'm sorry i know how this could feel mm -hmm. ask yourself how you're asking these questions so it, it may just literally be Okay. Uh, sometimes the thing that we hold, are holding on the tightest to is mm -hmm. exactly the thing that we need to yeah. let go of. Yeah. So let go of your of maybe a possible obsession with I need to know every detail. Uh -huh. So let go of that, and then also reframe, reword how you ask the questions mm -hmm. and use the clearing structure. Hey, so this trust was broken. I feel this way. Here's what I think would help me not feel this way. Mm -hmm. Can you? be open and just answer these questions, you know, and I, I know I want to get through this. She even said, I want to save the marriage. Mm -hmm. I want to get through this. Your husband has stopped all that behavior, mm -hmm. which is obviously good. The first step, I uh, shouldn't have done it in the first place, but we can't mm -hmm. go back. Right. So it's like, okay, once I, it's kind of like climbing up the mountain and seeing the view Okay, once I see this view, then I will let go. And I'm not talking about the view as like knowing every single thing. The view is, okay, yeah, I, I can let go of this stuff. And we have uh, the, the mutual agreement to work on the marriage, whatever mm -hmm. that means. Go to therapy, watch more podcasts, do whatever, mm -hmm. right? Read books and then continue to talk about it in, in, in using I statements with the clearing structure, which you can get at anatomyofmarriage.com and choosing to go that way mm -hmm. if that make does that make sense i hope it does yeah if it doesn't make sense let us know in the comments and right. if it does hit the like button so we know that you're following <laughs> you're yeah. tracking mm -hmm. um the other thing that i wanted to say is there's a couple different ideas that popped up into my head but one is um there's a guy named kyle cease right. he's an author 
of several books. Um, and one of the books that he did is called I Hope I Screw This Up. You can actually get it on Audible. You can go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage and get it for free on mm-hmm. us if you don't have an Audible account. Um, but it's called I Hope I Screw This Up. And one of the most amazing things that he said was that no one can ever break your heart. They can only break your expectations of mm-hmm. them. And I, when I first heard that, I was like, I don't know if I agree, Kyle. And he's from Washington, so I can sass him. Uh, but And I, I just was like, I don't get it. I don't mm-hmm. think I understand that. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, he's, he's right. Like, Seth didn't break my heart. He broke the expectation that I thought mm-hmm. he won't do this to me. He won't lie to me. He won't look at porn. That, mm-hmm. He's a Christian. <laughs> right? So I want you to challenge yourself in thinking about expectations versus, um, like, did, did this behavior break you? No. It broke trust. Mm-hmm. It broke expectations, but you it broke assumptions are not broken. Well. It right. hurts. Yes, my God, it hurts. But at the same time, you're stronger than this. Uh, you have the strength and the power and the community to get through this really mm-hmm. well. Um, but it does, I do want to address the idea because it says um, his story is inconsistent. He says, like, he basically doesn't want to share everything that happened. Mm-hmm. And so she is worried that maybe more happened that he didn't right. say. Mm-hmm. So, so the not knowing in that, I can completely understand. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh, it... <clears throat> What it is like driving a car with you know four wheels and the the one of them is like mm-hmm. super wobbly. Yeah, is this going to fall off? Can I trust it? Is mm-hmm. it going? It's that analogy that we use. Hey summer, hey, summer. I have missed watching you guys. It's been way too long since I've logged on and watched. I'm so glad. Thank you're you here. so much. Summer. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, it, it's like that analogy. So you guys, wherever you are in your car or in a house, uh, you are trusting that the rafters in the house are not going to fall in. Because you trust that, you can do other things that you don't have to think about the the rafters falling Uh in. Does this make sense? Yes. So you're watching a live right now. You're listening to a show wherever you are. You are not thinking about the wheels on your car falling off. Hopefully not, unless you're driving a beater. Or your ceiling falling in. Or your ceiling falling down. So when we're in emotional and relational situations where, oh my gosh, I'm in this building, but I don't know literally if the floor is going to cave through because it's rotten and full of ants Uh or if there's water damage and the the rafters are going to fall down, right? So how how in the world can we expect ourselves to be emotionally present uh, when we're thinking about other stuff? It's kind of like when our bed is freezing cold and our room is freezing cold, no intimacy, no intimacy is going to happen, yeah. right? Because I ain't never somebody, stayed in an ice hotel. Somebody's freezing cold, right? So think of that analogy. So it, you are very right in thinking, I can't move forward because I don't have all the details. I don't know. Now, if I know every single detail, is that going to change things? Maybe, maybe not. But what you're seeking is, I need security that the rafters are not going to fall in on my head. Yeah. So and I, the, I like that idea. So I'm going to talk about a couple different things here. So one thing that I know from our experience with this type of trust, rebuilding trust, and all of that is that um, sometimes uh, when you want all the details, you are not in fact feeding your mind to know how to move forward. You're feeding your anger. Mm-hmm. So be very very careful of that because that's what I was doing mm-hmm. every time Seth told me a detail that I uh, demanded from him. It only made me more angry. Right. It only made me more hurt, and it only gave me more fuel to uh, tear us apart more. Mm-hmm. So be very careful. Your anger is a driving force, and you will feed it if you want more details. Now, if you need details, if you honestly think, oh my gosh, what if he actually had sex with this person and I might get an STD? Those are details that are important. You may want to get tested. 
just as a safe precautionary thing, mm-hmm. right? Those details matter, but the details, there are lots of details that don't matter that will make your life miserable because you'll be feeding the wrong s- desire for information. Does that make sense mm-hmm. when I say that? <clears throat> the other thing is... Uh, you are worried. What did you do here? You no, no. What do you something? mean oh. when you say once you have admitted to something wrong, now you have to sit and wait it out? What does that picture look like? Did you say that or me? Uh, I think you, you probably did. did. I don't know. No, sit and wait out. When Jeez. you have done something wrong, say it again. What do you mean when you say once you have admitted to doing something wrong, you now have to sit in it and wait it out? What does that picture look like? So I think ba- what you're saying is mm-hmm. as the person who has done the wrong thing. Right. So let's just use our... Um, how do I get that to go away? There we go. Uh, use our relationship. Oh, it says in past episodes. Okay, thank you for clarifying. Oh, okay, so I think that I probably yes said that. that. So, uh, okay, think about it in this way. Say you you have a relationship with a boss or a job or a company or whatever, and you made a mistake, and you're like, hey, boss, you know, not that your spouse is your boss. It's just an analogy. Hey, boss, I made this mistake. Um, you know, I know there are repercussions for this. It was it was in my poor judgment. So first, you own everything, mm-hmm. right? So you you own it, take ownership, take responsibility for it, and then also accept any consequences that come after that. Yeah. So in in when we were going through all the stuff, then so I owned everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh crap, uh, this obviously really hurt Melanie, and her responses to it were not good and all this other stuff, which was her own stuff. But in my mind, I literally conceded, hey, right now, because things are crazy and I I broke this trust, I cannot expect anything from her. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say, yeah, well, I did this, so hurry up and heal from it and and do all the other responsibilities. Now, Mm -hmm. you know, if you were had major depression or whatever and you couldn't do anything then that's a different that's a different story but in my own mind i said hey okay boss i made this huge mistake i own up to it and i'm not going to ask for a raise right after that Mm -hmm. i'm not going to expect any special privileges Mm -hmm. after this i'm going to put my nose down and continue the good work and Mm -hmm. know what i have to do in a way you're proving right your trustworthiness again a a good example is uh one of our kids has kind of burnt bridges with his um with his siblings and what is very hard is we're working through it we're working through it as a family it is hard and um what we have to tell him is you know what your brother and sister probably aren't going to want to play with you for a while because you've done X, Y, mm-hmm. and Z thing. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're a bad kid. It doesn't mean anything, but it does mean you actually have hurt somebody and you mm-hmm. got to sit in that for a while. Mm-hmm. No, they're not going to want to play Legos. No, they're not going to want to share their stuff with you. Um, does that mean they can be mean to you? No. Does mm-hmm. that mean you should get upset about that? No. no. Like you have to literally just sit in this kind of ripple repercussions right. of the the ripple that you made in the pond if that makes sense hey savannah um, good to see you so i do want to talk about this idea of rebuilding mm-hmm. trust then and i liken this to the word uh like to build to building a bridge and the foundation the part underneath the bridge is called a truss t-r-u-s-s right mm-hmm. and to build a bridge you have to literally have support all around it while you're building it you can't just put the sticks on that are going to be the bridge it won't work. It will right. fall, right? That's not how bridges are built. So you see scaffolding, you'll see framing that's temporary. All of that stuff is there to support the rebuilding of this bridge of mm-hmm. trust, right? So a bridge is just a thing between, a bridge between two things, right? A 
an island and the mainland or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's what the bri- this trust bridge is between two people. You and your partner, that bridge has been broken. And to rebuild it, you need community around you to support you, to support the rebuilding of that. You need good content, books to read, um, everything. You, but what you don't need is more bad stuff, mm-hmm. more evidence of what they did, all mm-hmm. of that. Does that make sense? Okay. Sort of, yeah. What sort of what? No, no, it's good. Um, and then the other thing I want to say is it's very important in these scenarios to stop focusing on the things that you cannot control. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't control what happened. You can't control five minutes ago, five days ago, five months ago. They're gone. Mm-hmm. You cannot control them anymore. Going back to try to rehash what happened doesn't make you have control. It just makes you obsessed with something that you cannot change. Mm-hmm. So don't try to control the things you can't control. Control what you can do right now. You can calm down if you're angry. Journal if you're angry. Mm-hmm. Call your best friend if you're angry. You can call a therapist. You can go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. You can find the perfect therapist mm-hmm. for you to walk through this. You can look keyword searches for you like look up affair, emotional, emotional affair. affair. Literally, you can look up, uh-huh. I want a therapist who specializes in emotional affairs uh, at, when you go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Mm-hmm. So control the things that you can control and do not try to control the things that are out of your control. Okay. Somebody says, how do you handle it when your spouse tells you, oh, well, I did it. It's been months, so get over it. It comes up when things get heated and things are triggered and he expects that it was discovered and now I need to get over it. Uh, that is the stance that a lot of guys take, a lot of people, uh, in fact, say, hey, I did it. What else do you want me to do, right? And what that person is not doing is respecting that it actually hurt the other person Mm -hmm. and giving them time to heal. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, thank God I had the wisdom of this. It was just maybe innate. Like I know that something deep down is like, no, don't ask for anything. Don't say, hey, that was a super long time ago. Get over it. Mm -hmm. Because that's not honoring of the other person. Mm -hmm. That's not honoring. If you had done that, I don't think we would be married. Honestly, well, I think I would have lost it. Well, there could have been so many things that would have like just tipped us over the yeah. thing. But thankfully, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this, this person is not respecting your your hurt and whatever it was. Hey, get over it. That's months ago. Mm-hmm. That's just not respectful, right? Yeah. So let's let's be more respectful. How how would how would you feel if uh, that how would how would you feel if it was opposite? And no wonder that it comes up when things get heated. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because it's not dealt with. It's unresolved. Freud yeah. talks about any the paraphrase here, but anything anything not resolved, anything swept under the rug mm-hmm. always comes, comes back. back. It yeah. always comes back. And that that's why it comes up. Right. That's why sometimes when, well, everybody, uh, a, a great book called um, We've Had This Fight Before by Dr. Claudia Groff Grounds, mm-hmm. one of my former professors, mm-hmm. talks about, yeah, couples usually have the same five fights over and over. Yeah. And something can happen. Hey, I leave my dirty socks there. And then who knows how the heck we're talking about that vacation that we had five years yeah. ago when I, I don't know. Did something. Yeah. When right? I thought you looked at a lady on the beach and now here we are. Right. And here we yeah. are. So that, that wasn't fully processed and talked about. So uh, work on that stuff. Yeah, it says it's hard when it feels like it's still being held over your head. Mm -hmm. So here's the one thing I will say. It is. It is. And if the other person is saying, hey, uh, if, sorry, if the other person is holding it over their head and like they're... You're using that, right? So let's get real. Actually, go to gettherapy.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get to go 
work with a couples therapist mm-hmm. to talk about this crap. I always get, I'm sorry your feelings are hurt. Versus, versus I'm, sorry I'm sorry for my behavior. That's, yeah. a, that's mm-hmm. a huge one. So here's what I'm going to say to you guys. Okay. In our app, oh gosh, here's what I'm going to croak like a frog. In our <laughs> app, the Get Your Marriage On app, there is the clearing structure right here. Mm-hmm. The icon is a little brain with a circle around it. Mm-hmm. This is an interactive version of the clearing structure. It walks you through, literally, it's the most amazing tool ever. It walks you through how you're hurt, why you're hurt, the behavior you would like to see happen, Mm -hmm. why that behavior hurts you so deeply, when can we talk about this. It literally walks you through everything that you need Mm -hmm. to get through any kind of conflict from anything from like, I'm so mad that you don't unload the dishwasher and that's my expectation and blah, blah, blah. It hurts Mm -hmm. my feelings to I don't like it when you call me fat Mm -hmm. to um, when you say oh, it's over and done. No big deal. Get over it. Mm -hmm. That it hurts my feelings. So use the clearing structure. You can go to getyourmarriageon.com to get the app for free. You can also go to anatomyofmarriage.com to get the app for free. You can download the free version on our website. You can get it in the app. But use the clearing structure to walk through these feelings because Mm -hmm. it's not going to be... like Seth said, unresolved things will just come back up. They, they're not going to go away. They're not going to magically heal themselves. And holding that over somebody's head is a dangerous, dangerous game. It's holding yourself back, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's the name of the app? It's called Get Your Marriage On. The clearing mm-hmm. structure is the tool within it. You can go to getyourmarriageon.com or anatomyofmarriage.com to learn more about that. That's right. Um, uh, so let's go to the questions of the day. This is a, a good question. Um, if you have more... Let me address really quickly. I want to address the I always get I'm sorry your feelings are hurt versus I'm sorry for your behavior. Okay. And we should do a whole episode about apologizing. Right. Because this is something we've dealt with a lot. My um, Again, one of our kids really struggles with this kind of thing. And he will say, I'm sorry... Uh, He'll just say, I'm sorry all the time. And in, instead of like acknowledging that you are hurt, it's more like, sorry, I have, I have to say I'm sorry or else you'll just mm-hmm. be mad at me. And there's something so hurtful when someone is not saying, right. I'm sorry I did this to you, right? Because that is really what's going on. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know what I mean? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, so in, maybe even instead of saying, I'm sorry, how about... I apologize. Yeah. I apologize for that. I, because, I won't do this again. Right. Don't be sorry. Yeah. Don't don't act sorry. You're not uh don't be a sorry pitiful person. Yes, yeah. I apologize that what I did made you feel this way, mm-hmm. right? Uh, oh. How, do you, how pr- do you process or handle it when they say, "Well, if you if you XYZ, I wouldn't have done it." Bull crap. Yeah. Bullcrap all over that. That's uh, right. That might have to just be its own show as well. That would be an extreme ownership show. If, yeah. If you did, if you didn't do this, then I wouldn't have to respond in that. Oh, uh-uh. ain't oh. nobody make you do nothing. Okay, guy. So you're so weak, you're a little baby mm-hmm. that you are uh, manipulated like that. You can't even control that. Oh, geez. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. And we'll have to talk about that. And sorry, that gets we get us real, fired up. We because get real mad. Extreme ownership obviously changed our yeah. That's our brain. that's blame shifting right there. That so, is blame shifting. So, so we're so. going to dive into our conversation starters from the app, and I knew that this was going to be kind of a heavier episode, so I tried to make really fun ones. I <laughs> <laughs> tried to find really fun ones. So these conversation starters are in the Get Your Marriage On app. Mm-hmm. There are hundreds and hundreds of them. We made them just so that you guys could connect with your spouse in meaningful and fun and simple ways. There are questions about sex and intimacy. Mm-hmm. There are questions about foreplay. There are questions about family, just for fun stuff. So it is very fun. So number one, question number one, Mm -hmm. and I want you guys to ask this to your spouse and have fun answering them together. Number one, if we were on the amazing race, would we win it? Yes. I don't, 
I don't watch The Amazing Race, but I heard you have to like jump out of airplanes sometimes and eat bugs. So we might lose because mm, I couldn't do that. You could do it. Uh-uh. You thought you couldn't do 75 hard. Well, that's not eating bugs. 30 days ago, right? Have eaten cricket chips. We, <laughs> Yes, cricket <laughs> chips. I think we would. I would. Our neighbor keeps telling me. My neighbor uh, yeah. is my best friend. And she's like, you have to go on The Amazing Race. I'm like, I don't think I can do it. I, I, I think we would win. We so would, would we you would and your spouse in. win The Amazing Race or would we win it? Right. Uh, so then what is the least, what is the least favorite food that you have ever eaten? Mm. Put your comments. What's the least favorite food you've ever eaten? I want to see what you guys Fermented shark in Iceland. Oh gosh. Yeah. That was the worst. It was the worst. I'm glad I ate it though. I am too. It was terrible. Put a like if you've eaten fermented shark in Iceland. (laughs) Uh, it's so funny because they serve it in like a jar with a lid on it. And Mm -hmm. the waiter is like, get your water ready. Right, like, don't open it before you eat it. Right. I mean, there's a process, and it is the most disgusting thing. I think that I would have a different mindset of it around eating it now, mm-hmm. uh, because I know that it's, I don't know, probiotic or whatever. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's Mince fermented. meat pie. Mince meat pie. Hmm. I, okay, yeah, I don't so, think I've eaten many meat. Yeah, pies. I think that that is the the probably the worst tasting thing I've ever had. I uh, had tripe once in like Chinatown in Seattle. It was really nasty. Really? It was really gross. But mm. I don't know if that's because I was little, like a younger person. Yeah, probably. And I wonder if it was good now. But yeah, it's really funny. But anyway. Yeah, good question. Get the Ask app. your spouse. Yeah, get the app. Go to getyourmarriageon.com and get the app. It's free. There is a paid version that has more stuff that's cool in it. But check it out. Use the conversation starters. We die laughing when we use them. Sometimes there's the funniest questions like the middle school one the other day. Yeah. Um, and as always, if you have questions that you want answered on the show, send them into hello at anatomyofmarriage.com. We will always like scooch the words around to help make sure that mm-hmm. they're very anonymous. Um, and we respect your privacy, but when we thank you for sending your questions in. So thank you for everyone who sent questions. That's in. right. Okay, guys, have a great weekend. We will catch you Monday morning. Thank you to Mo Fendi and Handsome and Massingale and Stacy Clark and everybody, basically Coney, for uh, checking out the show. Uh, share the show if you like it. Kanji. Share the show. Basically Kanji. Anyway, Sorry. all right. Have a great day. We all love right. you. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.